Elio, Oliver, Chloe, Luke. Okay, so welcome back to Big Gay Night Out, the podcast where we have a big gay night in. Um, we have actually already recorded the next segment, so this week we're not going to talk about our drinks yet. We're just going to do a very quick catch-up of what's happened in our week. So, Luke, I've been yeah. told you've had... Well, you ordered something a while ago and it finally turned up. Can you tell us what it was? Yeah, so this is <laughs> this is the main part of my catch-up this week. I don't know why. <laughs> exciting my life is currently because obviously you know we're in lockdown there's not too much going on um but yeah so i ordered some pearls from aliexpress um and they're choker pearls they're choker pearls honestly a vibe um, i would i love it i um so i made a tiktok about it <laughs> and of course someone, okay. of course like everything i do and someone commented um marge Simpson realness, basically. And I like me. I like Marge Simpson, an icon, mm-hmm. and also um Fashion Simpsons legend. Have been pre- exactly. And the Simpsons have pre- apparently predicted the downfall of America on the twenty first of January, which is quite fitting. Oh. And they're all wearing masks in the episode apparently as well. And like mm. everyone's wearing masks, the world is on fire. Civil I war. mean that's quite relevant. Re- revelant? Yeah. Relevant, yes. <laughs> the Revenant. Uh, the Revenant. Get your admin. a horse. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, and so what What have you got to catch us up on? Um, anything more exciting than my pearls? Um, again, it's been quite a slow week. Gone into lockdown straight from tier four. But in your footsteps, I have tried to, um, how do you say, launch a TikTok career. And mm-hmm. didn't go quite well for me. First, I got shadow banned, and then I actually did. I posted one which was okay. Then the next one I posted got reported and took down for nudity. And I don't know about you, but it was a music box and a poster, so I really can't see <laughs> why it was taken you really down. Went, no, I wasn't. But I just feel like I'm being targeted. The TikTok police. I don't know. I, I don't know who's coming for me. We are finding out who is the saboteur of Chloe's yeah. TikTok. So please call in if you're trying to sab- sabotage me. I would love to know who it is. Bit of tea. We'll get you a segment on the show and you can, um, you you can, can explain you can have your a reasons. Voice yeah. And you, we won't expose your identity. Full but anonymity. you can be there. Yeah, exactly. It's fine. Um, yeah, you were literally shadow banned. You were getting like... 40 views yeah and it was good yeah it was like good content it was fine content yeah it was fine it shouldn't have not got views tiktok just hates you and i can upload absolute crap and And (laughs) yeah it does well i don't know why Uh, big up myself yeah (laughs) but similarly i have on my for you at the moment i've got a lot of like astrology a lot of kind of manifestation And it's kind of feeding into my real life. Obviously, they've got all our data. They've bought all of our data. Yeah. So they know everything about me. But, like, I don't know. I'm having really weird dreams at the moment. And, like, TikTok knows. And I'm just like, how is that working <laughs> out? Are you having, like, similar experiences? Because I'm really freaked out. <laughs> um, the main dream I've had recently is um, I, you were actually in the dream. And I can't remember what wow. happened in that dream um i think i don't know what was happening 
but you really annoyed me. <laughs> really I mean, <laughs> so then um, I woke up. up and I was in a massive mood with you, and I don't know why. Um, Maybe really don't I know why reported that was. your TikTok, possibly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think it was probably TikTok related as well in the dream. <laughs> So, <laughs> because I'm your main competitor now, I'm taking exactly. all your fans. Yeah, exactly. So you know, SMH. Um, but yeah, that was my main dream. I haven't. I had really crazy dreams, but you know when you just can't remember them. That is yeah, my thing at the moment. I, I I wake up from them. Oh, one night I woke up and there was like a chair next to my bed that's always in my room, and there was a jacket on it. And I woke up in the middle of the night and was like. <gasps> Oh my god, someone's in my room. <laughs> and I literally woke up like like mm. like a meme. I was like, what the hell? Right. Uh, um and I got really scared. But no, it wasn't it was literally just a chair. Mm. So that is it. But yeah, what about your dreams? What's been going on then? So right. I don't know if I've mentioned yet, but I believe that I'm psychic. And I don't know if it's like spiritual I don't know but I always get I think I've just got a good intuition about things and I say this to people and they don't believe me but the first time it happened to me it was just it's a really bad example but the first time it happened to me I wasn't a One Direction fan really at all at the time <laughs> but basically one day I was just like I wonder what they're doing and then I searched on YouTube like oh One Direction and a minute before they had launched like a new album and it's like, how did I know that? Psychic, wow. But my auntie is like, she's not, but she's like, I knew that man was gonna fall down the stairs. Like, Auntie Karen, how did you know that? And she's like, oh, he was stumbling on the stairs. So she just watched this man fall down the stairs and called herself psychic. But leading on to dreams, <laughs> I, I just have, at the moment, I'm having really mundane dreams, but they're like relating into life. So something will happen in my dream. Oh. And then the next day it will be like, oh, the other day it was literally like, I, I had a dream about a plug, but it was like a plug fixed to like a car thing that held like a phone. And the next day, like we needed a thing and it wasn't my car, but I was like, oh my God, I saw that in my dream. But that keeps are you sure happening. In your, are you sure you just didn't know that you'd need that car plug tomorrow? So then no, you because I, I, no, I didn't know I was going to be in a car. I can't drive. So how would I know that? <laughs> I can't. So how would I have known? Yeah, no, that's a bad question. It keeps happening. And like, okay, if I voice note in the morning to whoever's in my dream, I'll remember it. Say I voice noted Izzy, who was on an episode ago. I had a dream yeah. about her mom. Yeah. Why did good. I have a dream yeah. about her mom? I, I have no clue. She's an icon, <laughs> though. But <laughs> honestly, it's so I. She's an icon. That's probably why. Yeah, I haven't sold my psychicness, but I just get a lot of deja vu or just like, I knew that was going to happen. But maybe that's just me going mad. But that's basically my dreams at the moment. Mundane, but I've been I always, new. I always used to have that. I don't get that anymore. Hmm. I don't get that anymore. But like, back in the day when I was little, I'd be like, oh, I've just had a dream. And then like, a year later, something would happen. I'd be like, oh, I've dreamed that. Like, I knew yeah. that was going to happen, but it was a year ago. So I can't remember exactly. Do you ever get maybe that? Maybe it happened to like a past self of you like something similar happened and you were like oh damn i've experienced this before maybe maybe I do my tiktok that. was the other day it was like welcome to love talk oh yeah that's true in... my tiktok was like oh welcome to love talk and then it was like no and then it was like sage 
<laughs> Just your burning sage, you don't want to be here. And I'm like, oh, what is going on? Mm. Mixed yeah, messages, it was TikTok. Just like saging me. I was like, I was like, what? No, okay. I've been having very like relevant ones like that as well. I'm just like, bro, why? <laughs> I just feel very attacked yeah, at all times. Literally. So we're going to quickly move on to the next segment because we're really excited. It's with our friend Domi. We're going to talk about Veganuary. We're going to talk about gender expression and we're going to talk about representation in music, whether that's gay or women, because... To be honest, we've known her for about a year now. She's one of our close friends. She she has a really cool music taste. She's been vegan for about two years. And I think she's just got she's just got a lot of cool opinions and stuff, and it would be cool to get her view on things. So yeah. So to segue into the next segment, Luke, what are we doing? We are gonna do a clap. Are you ready? One, two, three. A clap? Yes. <laughs> I really agree. Want to do a clap? <laughs> so next, we would like to welcome our very special guest, our political consultant, our love guru, the best, the best Aquarius we know, famous TikTok lesbian and our biggest super fan, Domi! <laughs> what have you got to drink, Domi? Um, I've got Very nice, very nice. I've got Moretti. I've got Old Mount Cider. I love that I said sour, like a mug, and you were like, yeah, maybe she does have a mug, it's sour. You just, I don't have sour. <laughs> no, I was like, I couldn't hear, to be honest. Yeah, I got confused that you said sours because I was just like, is it not a Bailey's hot chocolate? Like, what? Oh, it's Bailey's, it's that, it's M&S uh, vegan fake Bailey's uh, in coffee, but it's my third one. Oh, we love very is it Bailey's branded or? No, it's like MS's own Bailey's. It's it's like chocolate and coconut something mm. liqueur. Oh. Yeah. Nice. I have to give Very it nice. a <laughs> so, so we were gonna talk a lot about um gender identity, about veganism. So we've got plenty of topics to talk about. Um, but first, wanted to talk to you about um, how do you identify, um, like pronoun wise? Um, I use the pronouns um, she and they. Um, yeah. yeah. Just... And for everyone, for everyone that's listening, I use he him. And I use she her, but it's very likely to change very soon because I just feel like at the moment I'm just questioning everything. Because I mean. I was bi up until like a year ago, well, maybe more recent. And uh, you know, the lesbian matador TikTok kind of became more about sexuality thing. And I feel like lesbian and she, they is very connected. So how did you come about using those pronouns, Domi? Um, I feel like I've always um, had a weird relationship with gender. Like I felt like I never really associated with either like male or female and when I was younger my mum and sister would like really like push me to be more feminine or to wear dresses and stuff and if anything I think that made me not want to like I wore almost exclusively like men's clothing like I didn't 
I, I don't know because they wanted me to be girly and I didn't feel like I associated with that I really like pushed it away but um as I got older I don't know I don't know if it's coming to terms with my like sexuality a bit I still am like I don't know how, like I just I like um umbrella terms like queer and stuff because I'm like it's so confusing yeah, it's but, um, safe it's nice I feel like um I never really felt a, like a relationship, if anything, I didn't like it when people like strongly gendered me or expected things because of my gender. But then as I got older, I um, like started learning about gender as like a construct, you know, like I did a lot of so- social sciences and like I've got a big interest in feminism, um, intersexual feminism and like just gender and gender studies. Um, and then I think I started thinking of it as like something very distant from myself, you know, like I know what gender is. Like, I know it as a construct, but to me, it's such a construct. Like, I don't feel like I fit in that binary. To that, I, feel so, I don't know how to explain it because... Um, no, yeah, I get, I get what you it mean. Sounds like uh, it's personal and unique, but I think I already didn't feel comfortable with either gender, but at the same time, I didn't have any dysphoria. Like, I didn't want to be a man and stuff, so I felt like it made it <clears throat> easy for me to kind of ignore. But... Um, as I've got older and like learnt more about it, met more people who are non-binary and stuff, I feel like it's been easier for me to come to terms with my feelings and like identity around gender and like my relationship with gender. Um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. No, that's you. You. I think it, you um put it in a really eloquent. What you've explained it very like eloquently. Yeah, you articulated think, and, it very well. I think non-binary. Yeah, really, really I well. Remember that it is like an umbrella term. Like you can, it's just somewhere. Like I don't feel personally like I have any feelings of gender at all. But then some people are non-binary but feel gender. You know, somewhere along the spectrum. Like you know, I, it's very personal. Um, and I think I gatekept myself from considering myself non-binary for so long because I didn't have dysphoria or I didn't. But um, it it means something to different to like different people. So for me, I like identifying as they, but at the same time. I think growing up as she and not being offended specifically by that, I don't mind being called it. Like it's just what I'm used to as well. So I don't. So yeah, that that's what. Yeah. Either or is. Mm-hmm. Okay. To be honest, um, there's a lot of similarities there to, to me as well, especially because I feel like my mom always used to tell people that I should have been a boy, and I'd never really identify with that. I kind of get a bit annoyed because for the longest time they would dress me in dresses, and I just refused to wear them. And then I kind of tried to force myself to wear men's clothes and stuff. And also I didn't really identify with that either. And I feel like I finally come to like kind of in between kind of stage, but still I don't really know what I'm doing. And like gender is, it is a construct and it still confuses me. I am bad with labels, but also I think it's nice to kind of find what, not where you're going, but just how you identify properly. But I don't know. I think I'm just still a bit confused about it, but. It's definitely comforting having a label. Yeah. But it's also like confining, I think, as well. Like, if you don't feel like it fits, then it's not, I don't know, it's not worth trying to fit. I, I always find that with, like, gay, to be fair. It was always very, like, I don't know. Definite. Full, full like, definite. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I always found that. But I don't know. I, I, I guess it's a nice, it's a nice way to um, sort of explain your feelings. Um but not, you know, directly pinpoint them to people because it's very personal anyway. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, with me, I always found, um, 
my mum would call me like, oh, you should have been a girl because <laughs> I'd like take too long the opposite. do my hair. Yeah, like I'd be like doing my hair for ages. I mean, it's a mess at the minute, but mm. and I'd take too long in the shower. And they're only little, they're little things that mean like not a lot. But then I guess growing up and being like, oh, should I? But I never had that like dysphoria or anything. But then I think he, him is just comfortable to me. I don't know. I, I've just sort of felt comfortable in that sense. It's just been sexuality where where it wasn't <laughs> comfortable at all. So yeah. Well, that is what I thought, and then don't know. You start to get comfortable. I, I don't do find. I do feel like you're you're um a step ahead of me though in like life, life journey. I d- in life. I'm just older. I, mean, I don't yeah, know. You always say that, but I feel like that's maybe give too much credit or maybe too much pressure that you are like a year ahead of us. But I guess in sexuality yeah. terms, it's kind of true, though. I feel mm-hmm. like it is true. We're going through the same journey, maybe me just slightly ahead, but like we're going yeah, through it all, all pretty tragically. <laughs> we're all going <laughs> through it. <laughs> All going through the same pain, yeah. just at slightly disproportionate rates. Oh, but yeah. we're all, I always we've all turned out pretty well. Yeah, what? I think so. I always say like our paths always line up, Chloe, on what we we sort of yeah do. Everything we experience is at the same time usually, which is scary so because even now, yeah. But it's nice yeah. like to have someone going through that with you. I think so. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's really nice because you, you can be like, oh, how's this? And yeah, I don't know. It's, someone, it's good to talk about, I think. It yeah. is. It's good to be um, able to relate to someone like that. Yeah. Um, and how, so I know I know you touched on um, your like journey of going through it. Um, what was it like when you sort of mentioned, who did you mention to, I don't know if this is too personal, but when did you mention like using um the they they pronoun um like was it just a realization that came to you from education or um um... i think um i started by it's funny i did this because like when i first thought i was like gay or something one of the first things i did before i told most people is i changed my facebook thing to like buy and i remember thinking like (laughs) no one's even gonna check but that feels like such a big thing to me and um, I kind of like briefly mentioned that I'd like well not even briefly like I'd had a lot of chats on gender and my thoughts around it but I'd never really said like non-binary I'd kind of distanced myself as I said I kind of gatekept myself from it thinking like oh you're not dysphoric enough like you can you consider yourself that but you know like as I said non-binary is kind of like an umbrella for anyone who has these like different feelings around gender that just don't fit that heteronormative binary um, but uh, I think the first step I did apart from like those sort of generic chats was I changed it on like social media and it felt kind of like, oh, like, and then people would notice and then mention it. And it was a bit less scary than like, I don't know. Yeah. That's yeah, how I found that for you. I, I saw it on your Twitter and your TikTok and I was like, Oh, cool. But we didn't actually have a chat about it, but I feel like I, I just think I told, I told some of my friends, like my close, close friends, like I think, but I just, mm-hmm. basically, I just kind of couldn't be bothered. I didn't really like, I don't know, it felt weird because in some ways I wanted to come out. 
you want me to come out in some ways be like this is normal and other people in this situation maybe they could talk to me or something to promote it but at the same time I, I kind of don't want to make a thing like I, I don't know it was just more of like a slow realization that is a thing now so I just kind of like kept it low-key yeah and sorry to make it a thing it's obviously just gay um, <laughs> podcast so i wanted to ask about it <laughs> no, no, no no i meant like generally just like in terms of coming out like i'm happy to talk about it i can talk about stuff like gender and that for days <laughs> same to be fair <laughs> so something else we wanted to talk about with you domi was um basically a new year and people are starting to go vegan for veganuary um i'm veggie chloe's vegan so yeah and i know you're vegan is that correct i am vegan yeah i didn't even know you were veggie you know you look veggie yeah well, do i <laughs> the lack of protein <laughs> you look malnourishment <laughs> same though uh, yeah, as my flatmates would say all the time. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> but how, um, oh, yeah, I just wanted to talk about, have you got any tips on, on going vegan? Like, how was your experience? When did you turn vegan? So a lot of questions, but yeah, I guess, when did you turn vegan and how long have you been vegan for? Um, I turned vegan properly um, about just over a year ago in about October time. I um, was, I was, um, already like really cut like cutting down and limiting um my intake of dairy and like any sort of um animal produce and I was already veggie um and I did veganuary the like the previous January and I struggled so much like I did it and then I was like I could never be vegan I could not do this I'm I miss cheese and stuff but I just after that like I got into some good like vegan habits and just kept cutting down until it got to about October time and I'd been going to um quite a lot of Extinction Rebellion like um, marches and stuff and I was going to them because I really care about the environment and stuff and I was fully aware that the number one thing I could do was go vegan um, but I really just I don't know it I really didn't think I was gonna be able to and then one time I was just so like inspired I was like at one of the marches I came home and I was like I'm just gonna go I'm just gonna try I don't know how long I last but I'm just gonna try um, I really didn't expect to last that long and I'm kind of here and I think it's a mixture of just finally being like yeah I'm passionate enough that I don't even like cheese doesn't bother me anymore and also just I'm really like stubborn so yeah yeah <laughs> that was <that's> my <laughs> <laughs> um I think yeah no I I really wanted to go to one of the extinction rebellion marches to be fair um I don't have anyone. Yeah, I went to, to the with. ones in Knott's. We could have yeah. gone together. What a shame. I, I know. Went, I went I on know. my own once and it was so scary. It was so scary. Really? I've walked past so many times and, and like, I stopped for a little bit, but I've never like gone properly. Oh, no, but, I, I got into yeah, it because um, I went and then I was too awkward to leave because they gave me some like banner and then I felt like, oh, I'm part of it now. I can't leave. <laughs> you couldn't put it down. Yeah. Yeah, I'm but... with my people. <laughs> and it was fine, obviously, but I'm just such a wimp. Like... <laughs> See, I think I went to a climate march in Nottingham, but it wasn't like an extinction rebellion one. But I only went because my friend was talking and about 20 people turned up, but we felt too bad. So we just didn't leave for like three hours. And we were like, Woo! they were protesting all the banks and they were being a bit questionable. Oh, yeah, so we didn't really want to get arrested. So we just kind of left. Yeah, they always, they, that's what they like to do. Like, they did a little lap of all the banks. 
How long have um, you been vegan, Chloe? Um, see, this is a very good question. I've been <laughs> veggie for about five years now, and I kind of did it because someone told me I couldn't. And again, I'm stubborn, so I was just like, well, I'm going to do it anyway. I started trying to go vegan first year, so about three years ago. And then I'd say I follow a plant-based diet, but basically if I go to see Luke and he uses butter that's not vegan, I'll just eat it because I don't want to be a hassle. So when I'm at, when I'm at home, I follow a plant-based diet, but then if someone feeds me the corn with milk powder or just butter, I kind of eat it. So I wouldn't call myself vegan because I feel like that's a very strict term, but I would never, one, I can't eat dairy because I get the shits anyway. So I'd say... <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm just mostly vegan so I'd say in lockdown I was solidly vegan and I'd say I've been really trying to be vegan for the last two years but say even as an example when they first brought out the vegan sausage roll at Greg's I went every single day in veganuary and I only could get one on the 27th so every single day I got a vegetable bake <laughs> which had milk in it because I felt too awkward to leave the shop that didn't have a like a veg, like a vegan sausage roll. So, no, I felt bad because like our uni Greg's away. It's like set out. You can't see the counter, so I'd queue up every single day and be told for twenty seven days no. And I felt too awkward to leave, so I oh broke vegan every day. But I had too much shame. Yeah, I, I had to call up that. Greg's and be also, like, "Can you save me some?" Wait, serious? Did it work? Yeah, they did as well. Oh it was like oh, the fourth or fifth. That's so good. I tried to go like first, second, third, fourth, and then I couldn't get him. And on the fifth, I rang him up and I was like, please. Like, <laughs> I need to try them. And they did. I was like, I can come on my break at work. Like, I need this. And they were like, yeah, we'll save you some. <laughs> they saved me nice. four. And then I felt like I had to buy all four because they saved me four. And oh, I was like, oh. do you know what? That's fine, actually. I will you eat them. What? I'll do it anyway. It's cool. <laughs> I've just had a horrors with Greg's, to be fair. They, do you remember the time, Chloe? Basically, yeah. we, were, um, we were going to like a festival abroad and we were queuing in, in um, the bus station. Victoria and station I go and get London. in Vic- Victoria Station in London, the coach station. And I go and ask for, what was it? A, sta- a vegan steak bake or just a cheese onion pasta? Yeah, this was bake. like and before then, it was a thing. Yeah. And then. Um, yeah, they gave me it, and I took, like, a bite into it, and it was, like, full-on steak, and I was, like... <coughs> and it was cold was, like, as well, so he just ate cold steak. <laughs> and he looked at yeah, me, I and that. I knew, like, he didn't mean to, so I was just, like, it's fine. It's fine, just put it down. Just put it down, it's fine. Oh, I didn't people didn't even apologise, yeah, like, they were just, I, I, like... They were, like, okay. <laughs> I'm sure, I mean, it happened, but... It was a traumatising yeah. experience that stuck in my memory when I think of Greg. Mm. but do love their vegan rolls again me being a bad vegan I, you know things that keep you up at night and you just think about it and you're just like I'm such an idiot well I think once I was with you at one point Domi and then I ate oh, I think it was Balbita that had milk powder in and I just I didn't realise yeah. and I was like no I look like a really bad person and then that keeps me up at night I don't know why well, sometimes I, I just remember and I'm like, that Balbita breakfast biscuit and I thought, what a fraud, what a fraud. No, I didn't even think about it. I didn't care. <laughs> I love that you've been actually anxious about this. <laughs> I remember it happening, and I was like, yeah, fair enough. No, 
literally i was just like because <laughs> i remember the look <laughs> you were just like <laughs> and i was like you do not know because i looked at them because i wanted one and then i was like oh i can't eat that because i looked at the ingredients and then you ate it and i was like oh because <laughs> I, I i can't because i thought yeah i thought they were vegan for whatever reason so i thought it was safe but then i just felt like a fraud so just out oh my god that's all the vegan fans, it's literally i didn't even think of it as deep but i'm the sort of person that would like overthink something like that if i'd done that yeah it's been so long and i'm still like i'm evil i'm literally evil those memories though where you just overthink something that happens it can be like you were like seven years old and you did something embarrassing or something I, i'm literally lying in bed like I did IT. I hate myself. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Why am I like this? Yeah. Luke, how's your experience been with veggies or slash veganism? Other than the steak um, bake, of course. It, yeah, other than the steak bake. Um, well, basically, basically, Chloe and all of my friends from like home were all like veggie or Ooh. vegan. Um, and they were very, like, a very cool friends group and so I was a bit like, oh, I want to turn veggie. And I just couldn't do it because, I don't know, I'm the worst, basically. And then this was like three, four years ago. And then um, I watched a film. I was in Cornwall and I watched a film called Okja. It's on Netflix. I still haven't watched it the whole way through, but it, it seems it's good. Awesome, mate. If anyone's watched it that's, that's listening, um, you enjoy it. it's weird. It's a weird film, but I felt bad for a pig in it, like a weird pig in it. And then after that, never ate meat again. Obviously, really care about the environment. I really, I really care about like the life of animals. But that's what like triggered it. Do you know what I mean? See, <laughs> I wish I had a dramatic story because our friend went yeah, that to was, Bali that. and then like held a monkey's hand and she was like, "I will now be vegetarian." So I wish I had a dramatic story <laughs> like that. But mine's just like it was a bit, <laughs> and I just never gave it up. Yeah. I don't know. It's always a nice. Either way, you're doing good, no matter how you how you started it. That is true. That is very true. I'd like to go vegan, but um, I I live on cheese and eggs, and I should. Um, I need to put things out, but literally, I live on egg at the moment. I used to eat cheese omelette every day, literally every single day, pretty much until I went vegan. That's my life. <laughs> that no, my life. see, I was allergic to egg and then egg just scares me now. So I just, it's not for me. It's mm. really not for me. How did you get out of the cheese omelette? Um, I still miss it. There's no good replacement. That's the thing, because a lot of food there's good replacements for, but like, there's nothing that replaces an omelette. Like what? You can't have like a boiled egg that's fake, you know, like you can have fake chicken, but like how yeah. are you faking a boiled egg? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how I got it. Any, if, anyone, if anyone's listening, hit us up with good... Yeah, please, if there's... <laughs> omelette. Because you can do, like, a scrambled I egg do. with tofu, but you can't really do an omelette, so... Yeah, I like scrambled mm. tofu, but it's still... It's not the same. It's, I feel I like it's just like, like, like it's nice. Yeah. Oh, I love egg. I it, love egg I mean, so much. So good. Very good. But I never used to like it when I was little. I don't know. I used to hate it. it used to make me feel sick. Times have changed. Then I changed. 
know. I know. It's very true. Um, so um, going from that, another thing, like, I guess we have veganism in common, the gay thing in common, but we also have something else very much in common, and that is our, like, music taste, I think. Yeah, um, similar music. Like, similar music. We, had, like, we all had, like, the emo sort of background. <laughs> Which I love. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we all like that sort of like emo y and indie, like classic kind of gay music, you know? Yeah. Did you guys have coming of age music, basically? Yeah. Did you guys have Tumblr? What did you say, Donnie? Did you guys? Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I did. See, yeah. I didn't. <laughs> Not, I feel like I would have realised I was gay much sooner if I had oh Tumblr. Oh my God, I'm such a Tumblr girl. You would have loved it. I know. Because I only got it when I was like, I think, oh, Luke, it was at a house party at your house and Liam made me get it. And it was like in my first, yeah, it was my first year at uni. So that's the only time I got it. And then I only had it for like three months. So you missed out. Oh my God, no, that was not its era. the fun features as well. So there's no point having to do The fun features. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) good day. They did. They did. They really did. Um, <laughs> Tumblr did change, but I never, I never really used it much. Um, but I know Liam. Like, I wondered if that's where I maybe, like, maybe the music. I was wondering because there was a lot of like, I don't know, you know, like sweater weather and stuff was all big on there. You know when that was like the big buy out. Yeah, it was, like all the wall flags. See, yeah. do you know how I actually heard Sweater Weather for the first time? Debbie Ryan did a oh. cover of it in 2013. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I saw it on like the like, yeah, I can't remember which social media I saw it on, but I was like, that's so cool. I think it was YouTube because I was really into like the emo like side of YouTube and Debbie Ryan did a cover and then they were all like hailing her for it. Like, oh my God, Indie Queen. So I heard a lot of like the indie music I like from people like that. So it's just, I, it's such a, it's such a meme. Love Debbie Ryan. So Love Debbie, Debbie Ryan. Which is funny. <laughs> oh God! If, if anyone didn't, no one would have saw. But I was just doing the hair flick. The, <laughs> the iconic Debbie hair Ryan. Flick. <laughs> we love her. Um, Okay, sorry. <laughs> so it froze. So I was just like, because I felt like I was talking over you. I'm sorry. No, you were. No, but recently I did watch a film with it with Elliot Page. I didn't know like, it's really good. It's a film about like roller skaters and just roller kind skating, of how. Yeah. yeah, they ditched um, beauty pageants for roller skating, but throughout the film, Elliot Page was doing with Debbie Ryan. So technically, they were the original Debbie Ryan, and I was just sitting there like, <gasps> should have copyrighted it. It was amazing. Like honestly, I was living for it. Like beautiful, wow. really good film. Actually, They've literally always it. been an icon. Someone actually recommended the film to me the other day. That's how I just realised what it is. Oh yeah, it's on Prime. That's why we watched it. It was really good. Um, I need to watch it as well. It's like coming of age film, list. kind of rebellion, really fun. Sounds good. I like that. that sounds perfect. Um, what else did we want to say, Chloe? Um, Is it about representation in music? Yeah, representation and like yeah. and stuff. 
Yeah, I, about... as soon as you mentioned about that, I was like, the red in lineup obviously had a lot of criticism about that. Yeah, yeah. She... What, is, what are your I opinions? Um, <laughs> what yeah. are your opinions on the red in lineup? Uh, yeah, I really don't. Well, obviously, like, there was no fear. Like, I didn't even really look at it, but I did see on Twitter that there was no um, female, like, headliners or anything. And there's so many good, like, like individual artists and, like, female-led bands that they could have they could have picked one. Um, they've actually been quite yeah. bad in the past. But I feel like they should be really on it as well. Like, if it's 2021. They, they know that they should be more inclusive and stuff. It's not like that. I don't know. I was surprised, honestly, that they didn't even, like put one as like some sort of token like they did like completely just i have not thought about women this year literally no they literally ignored it um in i think it was the enemy awards in 2020 when they first released a reading lineup for what was meant to be like august just gone but obviously they've like revised the lineup charlie xcx was just like because i think she was one of the highest billed people like the past year and she got asked about like the inequality in the lineup and she was just like you'd think they would have learned you'd really think because we can we have the same complaints last year and they still haven't learned and this is from mm. someone who's like got a lot from the festival and she's still <coughs> criticizing it so i feel like it does say a lot also i yeah um, black honey the band did post like a full lineup of just like it was amazing and it just contained so many good bands oh, and it just I shows there's enough talent and stuff yeah and just still, yeah, they could have not. done it fully female. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. they literally could have. Like, so much there were so many, so many options. So like, to just not, to not even have one female like main act, like I don't understand. Like no, especially seeing as like Billie Eilish did it the year we were there in in twenty eighteen, twenty nineteen, twenty nineteen. And she got one of the and, biggest um, crowds ever. Yeah, literally bigger than ever. Foo Fighters who were head headlining that day. Like the biggest crowd. Like in years, which is insane. They even moved her slot so no one would be like on a different stage at the same time because everyone would be at the main stage, which is incredible. But still, they've gone from like the back of that, yeah, to to like no representation at all. But I mean, the emo and pop and and, I don't know, alternative music has always been a bit questionable for I guess progressiveness in a way. I feel. Oh yeah. Um, but so, yeah. is Reading really a rock festival okay. anymore? I just feel like it's no. diversified no, no, no. in terms of genre. Because everyone kind of goes after GCSEs or A-level. Yeah, as well. Mm. I, I think it's there's really more about selling tickets, isn't it? Because it's not like the... Like, it used to be very, like, alternative rock, indie, and that was its thing. And now it has, like a lot of big artists but you know like when I went there was like boy better know there and stuff you know like people like that and it's like that's really like not on brand like those sort of people like I don't know I feel like it is really just like ticket selling now um yeah absolutely they've got to like they've got to do it so they're getting the most money which I get from like making a festival point of view like they want the most people to go and what's going to market and I don't know people and now they've got that fan base I feel like they probably feel like they can't let down that certain fan base mm-hmm. and now they have to equal it which I completely get but like it's annoying now because I'm like oh but to be fair I guess there are other festivals that sort of cater to that but it, they don't really have the and they're not quite as big so it's quite I think it's a shame because there are other festivals though that cater for the other music type and I get like diversifying like the lineup mm. so it pleases more people but at the same time I'm like you managed to sell the tickets as Reading and Leeds you know with that sort of genre of music like 
please keep it as that because that's what I love. Like I didn't go to Reading and Leeds after like two. 2016 I think because I just never felt like I really liked the lineup but it's such a shame because I'd been like three years in a row because it was like such a sick lineup to me yeah, it kind of yeah. felt like it lost its kind of heart or like I don't know like the authenticity of it in a way I guess yeah, very commercialized I think like I don't know because I feel like 2016 was the first time I went actually and then every single year after that like we work so we didn't have to pay but when you contrast it with like smaller festivals where it's just all even like the food trucks they're all just like family owned it's just nice to talk to people you can walk around with your food with your drink you don't have to like pay for it it's not like it is a business but it's not like it, it doesn't enforce it on you and you can just have a great time in your like little groups and it's just so cute like 2000 trees truck I mean even Glastonbury on such a high scale you can still take your alcohol in and not driving alcohol sales because they know there's just too much foot traffic so there's no point whereas Reading and these are very much so just commercialized and it's annoying. That being said though if um, anyone works at Reading and these just need to hire anyone I will happily help them with the lineup. <laughs> yeah, honestly, honestly like, same. I love Reading and Leeds. Yeah, oh, no. yeah, I'm looking ready your leads. I am looking for a grad job. If you're free on Thursday, please have me on Thursday. Can this be an application? application? We will help you diversify the lineup like, and easily done though. It's so, so easily done. I feel like that I was gonna say about representation, even though stuff like um Reading and has been disappointed in female representation and I feel like obviously um that's been a problem not just at Reading but you know like in award ceremonies and it's the same with not just women but like mm. different minorities and stuff but I feel like um there has at least been I've noticed a lot more queer artists on the scene in the last few years which I actually think is yeah. really good like yeah. Um, definitely in the last like two or three years I see a lot like I think social media has really helped um I definitely think um yeah, more queer artists are definitely about, or at least being heard. Yeah, I I feel like even I feel like even with TikTok, you know, I feel like TikTok has become a massive. It's such a great like promotional like platform. Yeah, it's such a good platform. Especially with, yeah, I think Francis Forever, like you know the band like, yes. the Space Girl, like yeah. their Spotify listens have like skyrocketed, and I just love it because their name is based off a Mitski song, which is like amazingly like sad there's been music i love it i love the vibes i feel like even miley cyrus now is promoting things on tiktok and she wouldn't have had to a year ago so having an like having yeah. a career of 10 years and having to like change your marketing tra- strategy like that that must be so wild for her which is just really interesting to think about really also but miley cyrus can we just talk about the fact that she's commenting on people's like tiktok's like get a tattoo break up with your boyfriend shagging <laughs> your mom's bed as well yeah <laughs> which was wild <laughs> she woke up chose chaos yeah, yeah no basically Zombie, she's just been on tiktok making people do things for like views or just people will be like i'll do this if miley cyrus comments and I then she'll comment and... i would do anything for miley like i actually would do almost anything i think like her new album is like i've it's one of the it's a masterpiece like yeah so good (laughs) yeah it's really good oh i literally love this album i love this album so much don't even understand i'll listen to it like in the gym i'll listen to it like at work anywhere like (laughs) i love it it's the fact that you can tell like she's just wrote it after obviously breaking up with liam and it's like honestly some of the lyrics i'm like 
And she only wrote it like I'm pretty sure some of them she only wrote like a few a few months before it came out. So it was like so recent. I'm like this feels a bit personal. I'm like, uh, no, there's loads of songs that are definitely well personal. I'm like, Ooh, but I love them. Yeah. That's so catchy. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> Amazing. I wish I had the ability to turn my like romantic tragedies into something productive, like a song. <laughs> like, yeah. or you can make um, it into a, you know, you can have a regular spot on, on, on the, on the podcast talking about. Anything, of you, the week. you can have a segment. Take it. Yeah. <laughs> well, lots of tragic things happen this time. I'm not. I've not actually been up to much. Like that's the only thing I think stopping me being tragic is I can't be because of lockdown. Like I am still. Yeah. No, I feel like I would have been very. Tra- if it wasn't for the first lockdown, I think I would have fully just like gone into tragic mode, which is bad. But chaotic Chloe would have been fully out, which is nice that lockdown kind of went. No more chaos. Mm. The Reynolds pamphlet. Have you read this? Okay, so now in this segment, we are on to the Riddles pamphlet. Yay! 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 Ooh, I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> um, <laughs> I can't say enthusiastic. Yeah, so uh, we explained this to Domi a minute ago, but every week we're doing a riddle that we have got off the internet and letting our guest do the riddle. And yeah, it's going to be fun. I mean, it might have to be edited if it takes a while. If not, it's fine. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but Chloe, if you could explain to us what the riddle is. So the riddle is, if a brother his sister and their dog weren't under an umbrella, why didn't they get wet? Um, Can you say that one more time for me? Because I have forgotten. <laughs> if a, so one more time. If a brother, his sister and a dog were not under an umbrella, why did they not get wet? Right, okay. Okay. They weren't okay. under... Was it not raining? They weren't under the umbrella. This is very That's lame. correct. I think that was I think that was too easy. It wasn't raining. <laughs> <laughs> that was literally it. Yeah. You got it, yeah, it wasn't raining. No. I think I'm gonna have to get an No, I'm really smart. Let's just do that one, yeah. Too much we brain. We can do to another riddle. Okay, no, one's enough. Yeah. Thanks for that one. <laughs> one's enough. Yeah, I gotta go. One is, one is more than enough, Chloe. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, just... I don't need any more. I have more riddle content if you want it. I'm just saying. <laughs> we just do an hour special about riddles. <laughs> yes. I can be the next Halloween Riddle special. special. Riddle oh, special. Dear. Riddle Easter special. <gasps> oh, I spilled my beer everywhere. No. That would get the views in, you know. Riddle. Riddle. I don't know about that. The kids love riddles. <laughs> they're guys, have you ever gone viral on TikTok? Because I feel like they would. Because I, oh, here's a riddle. Put it in the comments. I feel like that would go up quite well. No? Um, okay, I would not be on that TikTok, but I mean, fair enough. <laughs> I wouldn't be on the TikTok. I'd be like, not interested. Riddle, riddle top. top. <gasps> It's basically Harry Potter. Chloe's it's the thing. 
I'm keeping this in. Uh, we have a new TikTok genre and hashtag riddle talk. Hashtag riddle talk. Tag us in. Hashtag riddle talk. Tag us, share us, like, comment, subscribe, please. Send us your riddles. Keep it locked to riddle talk. (laughs) Send us your riddles at biggaynightout.com. Okay. Thank you so much for coming on, Domi. I hope it's been all right. Yeah, it's been really good. <laughs> good, good. You've been, you're very welcome anytime. Um, do you want to let our listeners know what plans are for the future, Chloe? So our next episode, which should be out in hopefully two weeks, we're going to do an episode all about gay dating, the future of dating with the whole, you know, pandemic thing and just kind of how we've navigated it, how maybe you've navigated it. And we're going to kind of get a few funny segments into. So thank you for listening and hope to see you soon.